Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under the Influence. I'm your host, Martez. You can find me on Instagram at Martez underscore for show. That's F-A-S-H-O-O. Man, today, I got a legend in the build. I mean, I got my man Jabron in the build. Yo, what's going on? What up, man? How you been? Dude, I've been good. Life is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think like. Well, one, it's a beautiful day outside. Absolutely, yep. Like like we were talking about earlier, I, I rolled the windows down, blasted some Jay-Z. Ooh. Oh, blasted some Jeezy, like old Jeezy. Which which album? Um, Honestly, bro, okay, I went on Spotify, and I, I put on Soul Survivor. Okay. And then I went on to, like, put on, and then I went on to, like, Snowman. Okay. And so, like, oh, it's dope. Man, it's that, great. that's <laughs> crazy. What what uh, what uh Jay-Z, though? Like, what Jay-Z song do you, or do you, do you know? Or what Jay-Z album? Um, so I listened to the Black Album. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah, the Black Album. It's crazy because even now, like I, I, I just got kind of to a point where I listen to like, I mean, I like Jay Z, but now I kind of I've been watching interviews of his, and so yeah. I pay attention to like, um, the consistency of what he says in these interviews. Yeah. So then, when when people are interviewing him, I then go back and reference his music as it relates to him and who he is and how it how you know his life is affected by everything so uh, i just started like going back to his like old stuff i mean um the black album uh blueprint like i mean i'm i'm just not you know magna carta holy girl mm-hmm. like i i not saying that i haven't never listened to um none, no songs from each album but i mean now like going through and through and just kind of seeing who jay-z is and you know how did he become this person you know that he is today and it, it everything has been consistent like i haven't found any inconsistencies in who he is like you know his life is like the same across all the interviews are usually the same so it's not like i'm he's saying shit and i'm like yeah motherfucker i listened to your other <laughs> interview and you ain't say that i caught your ass but it, that's not the case so um he also doesn't do a lot of interviews right exactly which allows him to kind of maintain his narrative exactly so i mean that that is that's true too but um i watched the one he did with david letterman i watched the one he did with um i don't know if it was the new york times um he i watched did one after uh lemonade came out yeah, yeah yeah yep yep well he well he spoke on um he did one what, what was that he did one he spoke on a uh, 444 he spoke on that he done he's done two interviews because he, he spoke uh he spoke on that with david letterman and you know he was talking about you know his mother being you know a lesbian and all that but like it if you listen to his music like this shit is like his like this facts like he's rapping he's putting all his like life into his fucking music yeah. it's not like any bullshit so that's yeah. fucking crazy shout out to them um man where you originally from uh so i was born in flint uh i was born in this hospital hurley hospital uh-huh. we lived in this tiny apartment uh you know my my parents are immigrants okay uh they're both from pakistan mm-hmm. so my dad he well he originally moved to chicago to do his masters yeah uh but then he moved out to michigan and i mean they didn't really have much like my dad came to this country with like nothing yeah. right and so we lived in like in a tiny tiny apartment and uh then moved around a lot from flint yeah. so like i i like saw the american dream unfold but yeah like before my eyes yeah as i got older you know what's crazy though and and, i mean this is like a lot of people come from like other countries i mean whether it's third world country or like um underdeveloped countries or developing countries when they come here it's like as an american being born here 
I mean, we're lazy. They come here and they fucking grind. And you you hear about immigrants coming here and and, and getting a businesses and shit. It's like they this is the land of the opportunity and shit. Like you, they came from nothing. So when they have a lot of opportunities here, hell yeah, they're gonna take advantage because they were able to make do with what they had in this other country. A lot of families, a lot of immigrants come here. I mean, you know, whether it's um. Arab families or, or, or African families, Chinese, like they all come here and they fucking bust their ass and, and provide a way for their, their families. Like they don't have, like what other choice I made a way there and we had nothing there. So here, I mean, you got the opportunity, you have more resources. So yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it's so consistent. And I think as Americans, like being born here, it's like, eh, eh, well, whatever. We don't take advantage of, or, or even appreciate the fact that <laughs> what we have is a lot like we I couldn't last like in another country and you know what when the war was going on and shit and, and the I, I couldn't do it like I couldn't I, I wouldn't have been able to make it because I'm yeah. so used to having shit easy so to speak and I, th- I think that comes from like well one your frame of reference mm-hmm. and then also like a sense of gratitude right yeah. so like I know like there's a story you know who Hassan Minaj is I, just, I know who Nicki Minaj is yeah <laughs> I mean everyone knows <laughs> he uh she was just on Joe Budden did you watch that no 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 but I, I mean I know she's supposed to be like retiring for rap or, or whatever the case may be but uh, okay that's a whole nother that's it is, whole nother. It is. <laughs> uh so he he's also his parents are immigrant he's first generation American like I am uh-huh. uh he used to be on the Jon Stewart Daily Show okay and now he's his own show but he was talking about this story about his dad and they like grew up somewhere and it was like they got some shit you know people were doing some racist shit to them all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. so i think like one time his his dad's car got like jacked and ruined or something uh-huh. and so his dad came out and hassan was super mad he's like he's like aren't you really mad that your car just got ruined yeah. by these people and it was basically because of your race mm-hmm. and your and your color and all of that and he's like honestly things could be a lot worse and it it just shows that he was a, he was grateful for the situation that he was given to right. be able to live in this country and to pursue what he wanted to pursue. Right. And yeah, that sucks. Those types of things shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And we should strive to be a more perfect society. Right. But we still, I think as Americans, we need to constantly remind ourselves mm-hmm. that we are in the best country in the world, mm-hmm. that we have more opportunity than anybody else. Yeah. What's, is, is it like if you, since you were like born here, I mean, I have friends from like, um, don't quote me, but I don't know if they're from Pakistan or Iraq or Iran, mm. but they, um, the ones that were actually born here, they're not even accepted by their country. Like they couldn't even go back. Like they can't like, cause they were, I mean, some, it's sim- something like that. They're, they're not as accepted cause they actually were born in America. So they're not like, um, they're not natives of the country, like even though their parents are, but since they were born here and they're, you know, so, and it was like, we get shit all the time for going back home. And I'm like, what are you serious? Like, yeah, is that, I, is that a normal thing? Uh, I don't know about that. I've never heard that before, yeah. but I, I do know that going back, going back home, it's mm-hmm. really, really hard. I mean, not home for me, but to go back to the home country, mm-hmm. it's really hard for somebody born here to assimilate to that culture okay. because you just don't know the mannerisms right, you yeah, don't know yeah. the culture it's just different yeah you know and even though i am pakistani american mm-hmm. like i have no connection to pakistan really, yeah other yeah. than my parents yeah do you speak any um how many languages you speak just one so urdu is the language they speak yeah. and i was fluent and i've gotten really bad at it <laughs> and i need to i can understand it fluently in 100 percent, okay. but i need to i need to start practicing again is that because your parents spoke it to you as you were coming up yeah okay yeah, yeah. see 
All I know is English and broken English and um I don't even know Ebonics <laughs> and I, I yeah. I'm bad at slang. Like because I'm educated, so like I'm terrible at slang. Like yeah. I mean I try to like if some like especially like the new generation, like if they say a word and I'm like, what does that mean? I'm Googling shit and I'm like, they're 14, 15 and I'm Googling shit and I'm like, what the fuck? I already feel like the generation before me because they will say some shit and they're like, what you mean? What? Turn up. And they like, they don't know what, you know, turn up or I'm crossfaded or something like that. They don't know. Like, yeah. so I, then uh, it's just, it's just funny to me, like to, to now then, you know, generation after me, they're coming up and I'm like, what the fuck does that word mean? Or what does that mean? So, you know, times change, people change. And I, I think language is, 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 is always changing even though it should be the same like we always changing or trying to find shortcuts you know yeah everybody's trying to you know turn shit into acronyms and shit and you like instead of saying i don't know in a text message or something use idk you know lol like yeah. motherfucker just put it out like you or some shit would be like you were one letter off of the full word you were literally <laughs> one letter off yeah and you couldn't just put that one letter yeah. so but I, like that that is how culture evolves yeah right? exactly you know like i think that those little things that are inserted into culture yeah. is what has a, has a ripple ripple effect yeah. onto what else is, happens, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I remember back in the day, like Beyonce got bootylicious put in the dictionary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is wild, yeah. right? But like, to th I think to think about it now is like, it's not that wild to me because, you know, we have these acronyms that people use in everyday mm -hmm. life, like lit mm -hmm. or. I I have this coworker. She's like almost forty. She has uh -huh. like teenage daughters. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, Jabron, do you know what thought means? Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, uh, why do you ask that? <laughs> she's like, oh, I don't know. My daughters were were saying it. And I'm like, you should totally go to them and just. Just say it and yeah. see what they say. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I got to ask her about it. That but is yeah. funny. I mean, but it, I mean, it happens and, and it changes. But like you said, I mean, stuff like that. After a while, after these words are recognized, it's like okay, they 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 technically do have a de definition now. So it's like throw them in the dictionary. Like I remember just saying like, ain't ain't a word because it ain't in the dictionary. And then now you know, ain't is actually in the dictionary. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh wow! It actually is. It wasn't in the dictionary. Yeah. Ain't was it, it like it wasn't? But like I remember, like years later, we had looked and it was like, yep, actually now it actually is in the dictionary. So <laughs> I just think that's crazy. So you grew you grew up in Flint. Like how long did you stay in Flint? Uh, I was only there. We were only there for a couple of years. Okay, and then we moved to Grand Blank, which is like right next right to next it. to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so that, that's crazy. Would you uh, when you were younger, like what did you want to be? Like what did you aspire to be? Yeah. So up until twelfth grade, I wanted. Damn. I was pretty. Sh like hell bent and sure that I was going to be an astronomer and an archaeologist at the same time. Okay. Uh, Did your dad or anybody in your family do something like that? No. So my dad's an engineer for GM. Okay. Uh, so like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they never, so I was hell bent on that, but they always wanted me to go down a traditional path. Mm -hmm. And that's what? talking about like doctor, you know, the community lawyer. I grew up in, like you either need to become a doctor or an engineer or yeah, a lawyer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to decide what of those things that i want to be because yeah. they're seen as prestigious yeah and so i'm like oh you know i think i'll go i think i'll go into to law because i know that i want to be in politics at some point in right yeah and so i remember just telling everybody that i was going to law but i know i didn't fucking want to do law yeah so i went into college being like okay i'm gonna major in political science mm -hmm. and business just see how i like this thing and i mean it only took me a couple months to figure out that's not. I'm saying, but what did you? What do you think influenced you to want to be like a, in astrology? Like astrology, or like um, what else did you say? Archaeology. Yeah. What did? What, what yeah. do you think influenced that? So that like that comes from I think the na my natural 
personality of like really loving okay uh like just wondering right Mm -hmm. because both archaeology is questioning the past and how people lived and how things were and in what ways we've grown as a society and a culture and then also astronomy is like you know you're looking into the future you're looking into the past when you're looking into into the space is it astronomy so what's astrology you said astronomy or astronomy astrology is all right i astrology is like all the signs that people do like virgo yeah all that that shit but Uh, that's kind of related to like the some some like the space and the moon and the so it's related to constellations in the sky yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it's like okay this is what astrology is <laughs> i hate astrology by the way okay, <laughs> astrology is like all right there's uh there's leo right uh-huh. somebody somewhere came up with oh that looks like a that looks like a lion in the sky this yeah. form of stars yeah. right and okay that's cool but then somebody took that and was like all right this is what leos do oh. and then they and then they personification onto that yeah, and yeah. like i don't know yeah so uh, astrono- astronomy yeah astronomy I, look yeah I'm, <laughs> whatever um so astronomy and so you wanted to do that and then would you end up studying in college actually political science yeah international relations so political science but yeah. globally okay. and uh then i minored in theater Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Let me find out you're a fucking actor. Like, <laughs> what, what, theater, what, how did that come about? Yeah, so <laughs> uh, it was interesting because if you would have met Jabron pre-college, uh-huh. then I was like this short, like chubby, really what? shy yeah. brown kid who like was uh, extremely... Uh, nervous whenever he would talk to girls mm-hmm. or if i got in front of a group of people i would just start start shaking and i just couldn't do Damn, it right? what the fuck? yeah so like the who i was not who i wanted to be and it right, wasn't yeah. until my senior year of high school where every single day i i, I changed my i changed my mindset to mm-hmm. be like all right who was i yesterday who am i today and who do i want to be tomorrow right. and i want to make sure that i work every single day to become the man who i want to be right. and the man who i know i could be mm-hmm. and a a part of that is like I actually really, really love being the center of attention and I love like performing and acting in front of people what? because like when I when I'm doing that, that's where my energy comes from. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I feel alive when I'm doing that kind of stuff. Mm. And so it it was a. It, it took a little bit for me to tell people that, OK, theater is something I love and I want to minor in because, like I said, theater is not a profession that is respected in the community. Mm-hmm. That's not anywhere near engineering or yeah. a lawyer, you know. Yeah. So it was more. I it was more so just because I really loved it. Mm-hmm. You know. That's crazy. Because <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like you, you. I mean, you growing up and it's like you as a as a as an adolescent, you know, a, a child, whatever, and you know, you get the same. Um, you get the same thing, you know, what do you want to be when you get, you know, and they try to push you, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a police officer, you want to be a firefighter. Nobody says, uh, you know what, hey, um, do you want to be an entrepreneur? Um, do you want to own your own business? Like, not a lot of the times. Like, now, like, there's an entrepreneurship kick, but a lot of the times they're not asking you, do you want to, you know, you know, branch off of what's, like, you know, when, when, when generations before us, that was, like, the norm people being doctors and lawyers and teachers and that was it you know but now you you go to college i mean you can major in whatever the fuck you want to major you can major in fucking studying fucking pencils i don't know you can <laughs> i mean you can pre- you can pretty much major in anything you want to major in and, and 
it's got to a point where like really that that's what you in school for and some things like why did you go to school for that but it's so many options and avenues but we we sometimes we've been pushed to be you know these limited you know top five professions mm-hmm. and that's if it's not that like what are you doing like oh, oh you're going to school to be an actor like oh don't waste your time and a lot of times not I, I listen to a jay-z interview and i mean i hear this a lot too that people project their fears on you you know they they project their fears on you you know if they feel like they can't do something or they their shortcomings then they didn't push it on you and it's like no you know you shouldn't do that that's a dumb idea you know and it, and it happens often like a lot of times it does happen because oh you're gonna be like oh actors don't make it or those streets are and i've heard this you know go to hollywood the streets are gonna eat you alive like and it's like no motherfucker i, I mean shit i'm a strong person you know i'm not just gonna go out there on a whim and not you know some people can't drop everything and go and make it and then some people go and then end up working at a fucking Coney well they don't have Coney Islands in California they work working at a little diner and they lose focus on what the original plan was and it happens but for you you know I think it it I think that's cool for you to you know realize at that age to be like you know what damn this is who I am but this is not who I want to be mm-hmm. you know and and be able to start then because by the time you're you know, 12 grade, 18, I mean, I'm not going to say you are who you're going to be for the rest of your life, but I mean, you've been shaped and molded into pretty much a foundation of who you're going to be. Now, you can change some ways here and there, but you're pretty much who you're going to be, you know, so for you to identify and then revisit who you wanted to become and who you wanted to be, it's like, that's great, you know, to look at something and be like, nope, this is not what I want. And then to be like, you know what? I like the center of attention. I was, even though I was shy and all that, I, I want the attention. I like this who I am. This, make, this brings me to life. Like that's crazy. Like, yeah. so you ended up being the exact opposite of wh- who you were. Like, you needed to be that person because you know you needed to be out and get the center of attention because that's who you really were, even though you were shy. Yeah, and I, I think going off what you said, uh, like you know, being born up until like eighteen or whatever, right? Like, a lot of that chunk of your life is mm-hmm. is making you into who you're gonna be. But right. I think the rest of your life is like unlearning a lot of the bad traits that exactly. you've learned, right? Uh, I I remember like one of the biggest things for me mm-hmm. on learning is like in the community that i grew up in like saying please and thank you isn't a thing what you know saying because those things are just assumed okay you know if if my dad asked for a glass of water and i get him a glass of water he's i can never think of a time in my life where he said thank you to me right yeah. but because those things are just implied and you just don't think about it yeah and like <laughs> it took it when it when you want to become who you want to become mm-hmm. going through the process of unlearning is extremely difficult and is you have to be conscious of it all the time so every time i was like all right i need to i need to make sure that i'm saying please and thank you and giving people compliments and doing all that right. uh, i had to like really really force myself to do those things and now it's second nature right but like i can remember in eighth grade <laughs> there was this time there was a girl sitting behind me mm-hmm. and she like dropped all of her pencils like out of her out of her trapper keeper or whatever yeah, those yeah. things are called no that's what it's called yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh i helped her i helped her pick up all the things and she was like thank you and like i don't know what happened to me but like my body like froze and felt like really weird and i I tried saying you're welcome, but I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> like, I just like crept out of my mouth. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it, but it's crazy because, I mean, but even like, even reverting back, let's say um, if, if you growing up, those things were implied, they were never implied. 
imply it where I grew up. Like, you know, that was a thing. Like, it would be times like my mom would give me something and, you know, if I didn't say, you know, thank you, you know, she'd snatch it back out of my hand, you know, mm-hmm. or if um, if I ask for something and she just be st- like, that's not what you're supposed to say. And I'm, I'll, I'll change it up. I'm like, what the fuck is she trying to make me say? Okay, I'll throw an extra word in there, take a word out. But I was never, you know, I wouldn't think like she just wants me to say please. And I'll even do it now with my nieces and nephews. And I, you know, I'll, they'll ask for something, I give it to them and I'll snatch it. And I'm just like, no, let's try this again. And so I'll give it back to them and I'll snatch it again. And then I'll do it again. And I'm like, thank you. And I'll say, and they're like, and they're like, oh, so now. You know, you just kind of condition, you know, people into doing it if you're not used to it, you know, and it becomes second nature, you know, please and thank you. And you watch other cultures or something like you. I, I get pissed like if I hold the door for somebody and they'll say, you know, thank you. You know, I get it, it's just something I didn't have to do that for you, motherfucker. Sometimes I would literally, you know, wait behind and just kind of open the door for a whole fucking train of people. And it's just like they'll just be looking and they just do that little they tighten their lip up and just kind of give me that nod i'm not going to reference what people i'm talking about <laughs> but they do this to what they t- they tighten their lips up and just kind of give me that little nod and i'm like <laughs> thank you too you know and, and you know it's been times where like i've it's been times where i'd be like you're welcome and, and because that's you know as i was getting older like after you know you're not my mom wasn't gonna snatch anything from me now she'll be like uh, uh excuse me you're welcome so i'll do the same thing like i'll be like, okay uh you're welcome and they be like, oh you know i'm um, sorry about that thank you and, you know, and it's just like maybe you have to give somebody a little nudge. So that's just funny hearing that, you know, that was just implied for you. I'm like, that was never implied yeah. where I, you know, me growing up. Yeah. So. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just something that that, you know, different cultures and, and, and growing up in different, you know, parts or different times are it just it changes everything. So it, it, it is interesting to hear. And it's like what? Like I've a lot of people don't. No, like if, you know, where I grew up, you know, you reach over somebody, you know, you might want to grab, let's say it's a plate here and I want to reach over and grab something right there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that might not be an issue. Like, okay, I reached over your food, whatever. But shit, where I grew up at and how I was raised, you reach over somebody's food if you fucking want to die. Not if, <laughs> not if you want them peas. You reach over their food if you ready to die. Like when you yeah. ready to die, just go, go ahead, motherfucker. Go over my plate if you ready to die. That, that's, a, that's an indicator that you don't want to be here anymore. I mean, it's rude and it's disrespectful. So, you know, we could I, I could either ask you to pass it or be like, excuse me and go around. But, you know, I had an incident actually um, where I went out with some with some with some people and um, they were they were at a condiment bar and it was a it was a white guy and it was a, a black dude. And he reached over him to get to a condiment and he the, the black dude got an attitude at the white guy. and He's like, I didn't see this. So I didn't know what I didn't know the dude was black at the time. So he comes back. He's like, man, yeah, that fucking asshole. He was over at the thing. Um, I reached over him. He got fucking huffy puffy with me. And I'm like. I'm like, was he black? He's like, dude, shut the fuck up. What does that matter? I'm like, was he black? I mean, yeah, but what does that have to do anything? I said, exactly, because this is, how, I mean, this is something that we were, we've been taught, like, across the board. I mean, I'm not going to say all black people, but for the most part, it's just something the way we were raised. I mean, I've been in other people's households, and it's been the same thing. You Don't do shit like that. Don't, you know, you know, don't, don't reach over my fucking food. Don't, you know, do something without saying excuse me or please and thank you. You know, we're, we're taught manners early on like i mean we it's a lot of ignorant motherfuckers out here but we usually are taught manners mm-hmm. you know and some other cultures may not you know it may be like a norm like you like okay i don't say please or thank you or or if you bump somebody it's not you know excuse me or you know or even just a culture just from a a a, a area perspective you go to new york and you bump somebody nobody says fucking sorry because i mean that's just a culture that's how it is so not even from a a a, a, a um a ethnicity 
background just from a, a perspective of just a culture of a city you the, the culture changes so you go there in new york and you're just like boom boom you're hitting people and it's like oh you just keep walking you know or you go to italy and they bump into you you probably just got robbed but you know <laughs> pickpocket yeah you yeah. probably just got pickpocket <laughs> so you might want to turn around but i mean yeah it's just crazy how like situations and like different areas and demographics change every fucking thing um What's interesting to me is, is you know, and, and why we're here, I think, because I, I don't know which route we were taking this goddamn podcast, but what's interesting to me is the your your YouTube series that you have, um, was it the Melico- Melancholy, Sto- Melancholy Stories of a Brown Boy? American right? Brown Boy. American Brown Boy, yeah. American Brown Boy. Tell me about that. Like, where did that even, like, come from? Like, how did you bring that into fruition or, or even, like, where did the idea come from? Yeah. Uh, so first we got to start at the word melancholy. Mm-hmm. Uh, melancholy is my favorite word. I don't even know what it's it means. Always been it's like a deep sense of sadness. Okay. Uh, so for me, my entire life, like I've always felt this. Okay. All right. All right. I got <laughs> <laughs> so Like there's a, everybody has an underlying tone to their life. Absolutely. Okay. So sometimes you meet people that you can tell their underlying tone is just like happiness or some people are just uh, like skeptical or whatever. Right. There's always some kind of tone that you can tell. Yeah. So for me, that was all there was always like this sense of sadness Mm -hmm. that like no matter what I did, I could always see the the sadness that was associated with the thing that just happened. Okay. And. I, I always wanted to be able to explain those things. Okay, so then the other part of it is like melancholy s- stories of an American brown boy. Mm. I've I've always identified myself as, well, first an American first mm-hmm. because I take so much pride in being an American. Right. Uh, and then a brown boy because that, that has defined the way that I grew up. Right. Because I've grown up essentially in a white society. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so like I remember this one time uh, so I, I went to Oakland University mm-hmm. and I was the student body vice president there. And we gave a speech one time and, uh, okay, there was like four speakers. The first speaker was this girl from, she was chosen as a speaker from one of the high schools mm-hmm. and she was mixed. So she was halfway, half black. She gave a speech. Uh, one of the deans gave a speech. He was, he's black. So he gave a speech. My the guy who's my president, he gave a speech. He's Chaldean, so okay. he gave a speech, and then I gave a speech, and then the and then uh, the one, the guest speech guest speaker was a the first African American woman in Canada, first African Canadian woman to be on television, hmm. and it was amazing, like amazing panel of people yeah. that gave a speech and everything. And so after the we had given a speech to like the top scholars of high schools around Michigan, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Brandon, who was the president, my president at the time, like we were hanging out in the lobby after everybody got out. And this principal of a high school came up to me and was like, first thing she says, <laughs> she's like, is it all about race? Like, like everybody just talked about race. Like, is that so important? And like, this is a black lady. No, it was a white lady. Okay. I'm like, yeah, uh, <laughs> let me explain something to you. <laughs> like, First of all, every the fact that all all of the speakers said something about their race in their speech means that their race had an impact on the way that they grew up Absolutely. in this society. Right. You know, like if I grew up in Pakistan, mm-hmm. then I would never talk about being 
a Pakistani American. That just isn't a thing. Or I wouldn't talk about being brown or a different color. Right, yeah. But growing up in America, that has a huge effect on who I am. Mm -hmm. And I said that to her and she scoffed and she she went off. I mean, what's interesting to me, and I mean, the, you know, the, your, what's interesting to me about it all is that it's a battle. It's hard because it's like, although, you know, you, you, you respect, you know, your heritage and, you know, where you came from and, well, not where you came from, but, you know, your ancestors and your parents and generation before you, you know, you respect it because that's still who you are. You got the blood, you know, whatever, even though you were born here, it doesn't matter. Um, because then when you when you say, okay, well, I'm American, there are people who are so closed-minded and, and shallow to then look at you and just look at you and they and, and what they see is all they know. You know, he's, he's Middle Eastern. He's from Pakistan. They don't, I was born here, motherfucker. You cannot call me Pakistani if I was born in America. I am American. Right. Like, I don't, like, w- regardless to what my parents are, like, okay, yeah, I have the blood, but technically by law by birthright i am an american but what they're gonna see you know they look at your features they look at you they i mean you might your accent might come out every now and then they're gonna be like, oh yep there's that he's a middle eastern you know you know whatever and it's like so that's it's just crazy to to, to have to battle those two because like no i identify as american you don't you know don't associate me i mean I, I i respect you know um my people so to speak and everything but don't you just can't then push me away from being an American because that's what I am. So it sucks to to have to deal with that because it's like, what the fuck? Like, how could you look at me or treat me a certain type of way? Like, I'm I'm just as American as you are. Right. Like, like you born in this country. I was born in this country. What makes you American? You know, I was born here. You were born here. That's what makes you where you're from. Like, you can't change that. So it, it's just crazy to have to to deal with that and battle that. Like, you know, I can I can I, I identify as a you know african-american male like and it's i can't be like okay well you know what um i grew up in uh this i grew up over here i grew up in uh let's say west bloomfield so i actually identify as an upper echelon white male like and i mean no i don't but it's <laughs> right. like you you might associate with me i have dreads and, and i'm black and you might be like oh he's an ignorant you know black ghetto whatever whatever word you know they might want to use and it's like nope i'm actually an educated black man i'm still black so i can't get away from that but i'm educated i'm not you know you see dreads i don't smoke weed you can't look at me and associate me you know so it's just crazy to have to for you to have to deal with those two identities to you know from a outsider looking in so okay let's have a conversation about not outsider looking in but insider looking in okay so like all right let's take let's take you for example Mm -hmm. right has there ever been a situation where you're hanging around uh, other African-Americans that mm-hmm. might be your friends? Mm-hmm. They might not be your friends. Right. But because of something that you may or may not do, that you are considered less of an African-American or less black because of this thing or more? More, yes. Less, no. Because, I mean, I, can't, I, don't think, I don't think you can be less of what you are as, from a race perspective like i can't be less black like there's no way i can be less black but i can't be more black either really shit i can't be less or more i mean i i could then be i can lean towards more of a stereotypical image but not i mean i'm gonna be if if, if you look at me i mean i mean it doesn't matter like I'm, I'm black you can't i can't lean towards either oh he he's less black because of this or he's more black. no you can't say oh because his vocabulary he went to college got a degree he didn't you know go to jail and end up in a system at x y and z you know 
you can't say that he he I'm less of a black person than somebody who you know you know they they ended up in jail had kids at 20 or you know they're ignorant dropped out of school dad wasn't there I can't say that I'm le- more of a less of a black man than they are I'm still going to be identified as a black man I don't care I can get a degree I can get a fancy degree I can have this immaculate vocabulary I could um I could go to I can go to Harvard I, you know and still you're a black man in America yeah. it does not matter you know and like you said it even though you you know you're you're from Mar- it, how people are going to look at you and be like oh, he's Middle Eastern he's Pakistani so it sucks like I can be educated as I want to be in it. And like I said, I get this degree and, and take the same right route as a white male. And it's like, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to be identified as a black man. It doesn't matter how I speak. doesn't matter how I walk, how I talk. When they look at me, they see these dreads. They're like, that's a black man. So, you know, I, I made a little joke the other earlier, like, dear white people, stop locking your cars three times when you see me walk past yeah. i don't want your little fucking <laughs> yellow 2001 volkswagen beetle yeah like what the fuck are you i don't want your fucking car like you have yeah. a 2001 i got 2015 bitch stop i don't want yeah. don't clinch your purse when i get on elevator bitch i don't want your coach purse nobody even wears that shit anymore get your old ass on yeah. so you know I, no I, I don't think i haven't been in a situation where i feel like i'm either more or less of a black man in america like i'm I, you know i might get judged or judged more yeah in, in certain areas or um you know, if, if I'm in a certain city or something, yeah, I know the judgment's going to be a little harder or they're going to be more, you know, aggressive towards me, but it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, I'm still a black man in America. It doesn't matter my education. doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter my um, social status. doesn't matter how much money I have. You're still black in America. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. So like, you know, when I hang around people that might be in my own community, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm way less traditional I don't do a lot of the things that a lot of the people I grew up with do. Yeah. And I know for a fact, like, it might be like, oh, he's whitewashed or he's more yeah, American yeah, or he's yeah, this, this, yeah, this, yeah. you know? And so, like, that's why I asked that is because, you know, I feel like sometimes I might act a different way, mm-hmm. but, like, just because I am a little different doesn't mean that. I don't feel any more or less pride exactly. in being like Pakistani or being yeah, American. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like, I mean, uh, and I guess even, l- l- I'll go back. I-, I guess I'll change it because now that you mention it, I mean, let's say if I did grow up, let's say in the hood and I, and I grew up with some people that, there, I mean, I had a, I had a choice. I made a, I made a decision. I could have ran towards the street. And there's some people that, that I mean, I grew up with. I mean, came up, you know, from elementary, first grade, all the way up into high school. Knew them, rolled with them, and, and they went towards the streets, and I went a different way. And we grew up in the same neighborhood and everything. And it's like, you chose your path. Like you, you know, you chose your path. You you had the opportunity to go a different way. Like we grew up in the same area. It's not like I grew up raised by, you know, my grandma who's fucking now 75. So she's in her 50s, late forties when she raised, you know, seven of us. So mm-hmm. you get to a point where it's like, she, I was raised like that. Like your dad wasn't there. Okay. Motherfucker. My dad wasn't there either. Motherfucker. Okay. So what are you, I, you can't say, Oh, because of this is stop making excuses. So it's like, yeah, I, I've had it. Oh yeah. You a college boy. You educated. And I, yeah, now that you say it, yeah. So, so now you're making being college educated, or now that my vocab, oh, you talking white? No, I'm talking like I got fucking sense, or I'm talking as if I didn't pay fucking sixty thousand dollars for this fucking degree or my education. I'm not talking white. I'm talking as if I'm educated. Education does have not have a color. I don't give a fuck if you black, white, purple, brown, yellow. It does not matter. So because I I speak a certain way, 
I'm talking white or I'm I'm a white I'm a white man is that it's it's sad that we only associate you know being empowered educated you know come from a black community with with white so if if you talk a certain way you know you're white oh you're you dress oh you dress like a white man oh well and I've, I've I got back oh oh look at your little suit and tie little white boy white man I'm like what yeah. motherfucker I'm I'm just I'm a black man in a motherfucking suit what the fuck you mean I got a motherfucking vocabulary I I pay for this bitch. I paid attention to school. Yeah. I didn't, I, the, the, it ain't got nothing to do with black and white. So, you know, and it's crazy. It's funny to me because, I mean, even still, you get on, when I, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I get on the phone, like, yeah, there's a there's a professional voice that you have to carry when you're holding a conversation or you're trying to get something done. If I get on the phone, I'm like, hey, motherfucker, uh, hey, you know why the fuck my bill, hey, excuse me, uh, my bill is actually 300 It was supposed to be 290 uh, could you take a look at that for me? Versus, oh yeah, hey, my bill two, my bill three hundred. What the fuck? It's supposed to be two ninety, bitch. Like, yeah. what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I? I'm gonna turn on my profession, my professional voice. I'm educated. I didn't pay this money to to be fucking ignorant, as if I don't know what the fuck is going on when I do. You know, so I I, I guess I take my statement back. Like, yeah, because now. I, being you know educated or, or speaking with a certain vocabulary or carrying certain certain demeanor is is associated with being white so no fuck you i'm i'm just a black man i'm still a black man in america what what kanye say even if you're in the bins you're still a nigga in the coop it don't matter right. it does not matter you're in the bins i don't give a fuck you get pulled over cops gonna look at you like license registration mm-hmm. not oh hey sir how you doing um you were just going a little bit over the speed limit no motherfucker step out the car put your hand you still a black man like so yeah so no i I do take that back but um it was interesting to me like being the when you say you were you know you were it will melancholy you said like deep sadness what was the deep sadness was that the deep sadness like still having to deal with like being pakistan when it's like no i'm american like what was the deep sadness no because that's like that is too surface level of a sadness right exactly yeah yeah. right like the sadness is like uh it's very existential so like go ahead i'm meeting you we're having this conversation it's real nice like i know that you know we're gonna have a relationship for whatever right but then like i think about then i start thinking about like the rest of our life Okay. So like, okay, so like, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to know Martez for however long yeah. and we're going to have a great relationship. We get along, whatever, yeah. but then we're going to die. <laughs> okay. And then like on top of that, I think about like the things that have gone on in your life right. and what have made, like what's made you sad. Mm-hmm. And when I think about like, man, like there, like maybe you'll tell a story about things that have happened in your life that mm-hmm. have made you sad and I'll think about it and I get really sad about it. And so like, Oh shit. I'm like, so at the, I, I have two thoughts simultaneously okay. where I think that everything is beautiful, but I think everything is ugly, ugly at, the at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm yeah. the same fucking way. I mean, but I, I like to see the beauty in people. I like to see the, the, you know, the, the glass half, uh, was it half, half full. Like, I like to see it like that, but it's like, I mean, I also, from time to time, I half empty. I mean, whatever, however you may reference it, but, like, I look at it, it's like, okay, this may be the truth, and everything looks good, but it's like, damn, what about the bad shit? And that's the same thing, like, damn, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna grow old, and, and it's crazy that you mentioned that, because I, I, I've had this, like, I just be thinking the same way, like, damn, you know, or I'll think, like, damn, you can you know, go your whole life, and I don't know if this is closely related, but you go your whole life, you know, not smoking, drinking, doing anything crazy, and and you you're like okay I'm gonna plan my life out I'm gonna live a great healthy life tomorrow you find out 
or tomorrow you get hit by a bus and it's like this motherfucker um over here didn't had a lung transplant at, for for smoking cigarettes then they go back to smoking cigarettes like damn how is that fair why did this motherfucker why did this happen to this person but it did, it should have happened to this person i mean i don't wish anything bad but what the fuck it's like you don't know how like shit is gonna go but you mm-hmm. want to see like the positive and the, the reality is you have to look at the negative and be like this is just the ugly truth mm-hmm. like you know so i mean i think that's that's interesting but like when i when i seen that you had your um your web series what, what was interesting to me like it was funny like me i think your first episode like you were like trying to introduce yourself and you just kind of put the bloopers in there and you were just kind of like showing that you were messing up and i like that you didn't take out the fact that you were like trying to figure it out you're trying to find your tone and and all that so i was just like this shit, it was entertaining because it's like i mean just because like we're not doing a, a take one or take two or take three on this because it's just like just record it and go but like the ugly truth is like when you're trying to create something for somebody to look at and you know how they're going to look at you from your tone of voice to your body language to everything it's like you want to get it right so to speak instead of just going to be like okay hey this is jabron it's going to be like and just if you fuck up if you stutter if you pause so fucking what and so i but i thought it was just funny i thought it was pretty entertaining to watch your um your first little your, your first little episode <laughs> to watch you like keep cutting in like no i can't sit okay and then you just keep going back and then after a while it just kind of fades in and then you just start and it's like because it didn't matter like why the fuck does it matter yeah it doesn't matter like if you fucked up people fuck up yeah. it doesn't matter if you, your tone was too high it doesn't matter if you stuttered if you you forgot about a word like whatever if you forgot your fucking it doesn't matter and yeah. so that's i like it was just kind of faded into and i was like okay there we go because and and that's what I, I took from it like it does you know just start and it didn't you didn't get it perfect it still was like i'm just gonna keep fucking up whatever let's just kind of fade right into yeah. it so i thought that was pretty cool yeah. um but i think your first episode let me take a look here because i mean that, that i think that was your first one that you have put out and then i think one that was like interesting to me yeah that was the first one you put out and that was like seven months ago um mm. i think what was interesting to me was the one where you had was two and one you did with uh um Khalid Jones shout out to Khalid um uh and then the one where you were talking about like how many jobs you had and I was just like why the fuck is it important to put out how many jobs you had so I was like what's your thought process behind that like why like from all the jobs and stuff like why put that out there why do you think that was like important like the experiences that have taught you from these different jobs like why was that important to share yeah okay so uh like I like we we're talking about like we're gonna we're gonna be dead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's a crazy thought. I mean, do yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are we gonna be dead though? Do you think we're in a body? Okay. This is flesh. Yeah. So that okay, that is a really really good conversation, and I want to come back to that. Okay, that's okay. fine. <laughs> uh. Okay, so that that to me, I have never ever been able to do one thing for a long period of time mm-hmm. because I want to keep keep doing new things okay and i want to keep experiencing yeah because why would i not want to keep experiencing right when i know at the end of the day i'm gonna be dead yeah right yeah. so like for for me to like once i get bored with something mm-hmm. i have to figure out well, like first of all why am i bored with this thing yeah and do i see the value in what i'm doing okay and if i don't really like see the purpose or value then i'm just gonna move on to the next thing mm-hmm. and that's okay it for is. me because I want to be able to experience more things. And if I'm able to experience more things, I'm, be, I'm able to relate with more people. Mm-hmm. And if I'm able to relate with more people, I'm just going to live a better life mm-hmm. because no matter where I go, I can have great conversations. I can make beautiful relationships with people. Yeah. And so to me, 
the important part of going through all those different jobs is creating those relationships, gaining skills that'll, that will allow me to go through life Mm -hmm. in a way where I don't feel like, Oh, you know, I, I don't have this certain skill or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like, Oh dude, I'm gonna be dead. (laughs) Yeah. What was it? What was like, what was your like most, like your, your most interesting job that you've had? Like, that you out of it was at 25 or 26 and i think it said 25 but then like you found out later you had you was like actually i worked i think it was like two or three more that you missed <laughs> yeah, or something you have like. something up there yeah. yeah so what was like out of all those jobs what was like your i guess out of all those jobs let me ask out of all those jobs which one did you feel as if you were kind of like I, i'm not gonna say degraded but just kind of like put on a back burner if any because, I mean, like I said, going back to being a brown boy in America, like, I mean, shit, because you're going to get that, even though it's like, like, because sometimes, like, and, I, and I've been, I've worked in a hotel, and like, you know, if it's somebody who's like a, you know, an immigrant, or like, most of them were like a Mexican, so it's like, you know, you, you, you oh, let me ask, let me ask such and such to do this, let me, and that's just like, we just, we just don't keep picking on such and such, because it's like, okay, that he's going to do it, he's going to do whatever you ask, so it's like, were you ever put on the back burner to the point where you feel like, what the fuck, like, what the fuck am I doing, why am I taking this shit from these people, or you know yeah so most of the jobs i've ever been in are all front facing like customer service yeah and all of the jobs i had when i worked at a restaurant Mm kind of felt like that oh yeah i can see yeah yeah Yeah. because people treat you like shit man yeah like my first racist experience ever was in was when i worked at olive garden yeah so like uh Okay, so I was I was a host at that time. Okay. And it was like really busy and I remember this older white couple comes in. They put in their name and it was their turn after like 20 minutes or whatever. So like I take them out to their to their table and their that table that they went out to mm-hmm. is like a table that like people don't normally like because it's kind of in a weird spot like in the corner. Oh yeah, yeah. So like can we sit at a different table? And I said, "You can, but you just got to wait a little bit longer." Mm-hmm. And I said, "No, no, we'll just sit here." So I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So like, I'm making my rounds like 30 minutes later, mm-hmm. and the old dude he like calls me over. He's like, he's like, hey, can you come over here for a second? Uh, he takes out a gift card and he says, can you sign this gift card for me? And I'm just like, fuck yeah! Like you about to give me a gift card? Yeah. Like hell yeah, man! Like you <laughs> like my service? Like that's right. <laughs> so like, I sign it, and he's like, all right, thank you, thank you. So I leave, and then his server comes over there. Uh, I had my friend Justin and this is what they say to the server he's like we hate that host that you have up there because I don't know how he does it in his country but in our country we get sat where we want to get sat mm. <laughs> I know people in the FBI I know people in the CIA yeah, and I'm gonna get him fired and I'm like I was told that by the server and I was like really scared because yeah. I was just really young at how the time. Old were you at the I was like 19. Oh, yeah. And I'm like I don't I don't know what's going on. So I was like, fuck, like I don't know what's going to happen to yeah. me. Is ice going to come get me? Like I don't know what's <laughs> going on. So yeah, I mean, I think like in general customer service yeah. in restaurants cuz like I think people a lot of people feel entitled mm-hmm. um especially especially at a place like Olive Garden because mm-hmm. Olive Garden is a pseudo fancy place like mm-hmm. people think it's fancy yeah, yeah. and so they come in and they feel entitled but it I mean what's I mean what's interesting I mean and, and, and we can we can call the mouse a mouse and call the spade a spade I mean that's just like a reference to like my dude strict but um no I mean what, what's interesting to me is that it's not I don't think I mean I think 
there's a there's a, a certain thing that comes with like I mean the older generation. If you're like in your, you know, late seventies or eighties, I mean, some people even in their nineties, like even now, shit, I might be referenced to some people that's in their like nineties or late eighties as a colored boy, mm-hmm. you know, or your color, you know, or they might even say the n word, you know, and that because they, I mean they've been stuck in their ways forever and they haven't adapted to the change that's happened. It's like motherfucker, has that happened to you? Yes, I've been referenced as a you know uh, as as a, as a colored boy, you know, and no I'm way. just like, yeah, what the fuck. Like and it threw me off, and, but they weren't being, you know, they weren't using it in a derogative or they weren't being disrespectful. That's just, and and like I said, I worked in a hotel, and she he, and the in the this couple was like, yeah, um, th- there was a gentleman that the the colored boy who helped us last night, and it wasn't they weren't like being mean or anything, so it wasn't like, but it was just like they I think they were like they were a couple I think they were like ninety and ninety three. It's the time they grew up. In. Exactly. So I mean, I didn't hold it against them, but I was like, what the so it's like but you know you get that and you and and so when you get somebody who comes in the restaurant and that's that's they're used to they're just like used to saying oh you know you see this you know foreign looking person and you just say oh well they're gonna you know do whatever i say and whatever we need done they're just gonna do it like no or some people have this social status or maybe they come from money and even shit even another their same race might have to deal with it because of their social status maybe they got a little money so now they come in like oh we give when people start doing that reference who they know and what they can have done to you then you know you know they may have a different status but it's like motherfucker you still a customer you gonna wait i don't give a fuck if you you know somebody if somebody came before you i'm not seating you before them just because you say you know somebody or Every time we come in here, they do what we want to do. And I'm like, fuck mm, you, yeah. bitch. Now you're going to wait longer. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. And I can see how, like, being in customer service, especially in restaurants, would, like, you know, have you know have an image where people, like, would you, treat you a certain way. Um, and then another episode you did with a colleague was the one, I think you were talking about, like, a, a mental like mental mental health yeah. mental health um and i like I, I really enjoyed that one because you were talking to an african-american male so it's just cool to kind of hear from another african-american male hear their story and just one for him to open up um and like i said earlier you were talking about, you guys were like this the setting you guys sitting there like on some bobby fisher shit just like paying <laughs> fucking chest just chilling you know casual it's real it's authentic and uh you get to hear and even now like having like um, being depressed or saying that you're going to therapy or that you're getting help for your, your illness, which it is an illness. Like, you know, to be, you know, this, if you're depressed or you're, um, um, you have really uh, bad anxiety or whatever the case may be like, these are all, you know, the mental illnesses, like, you know, you need help. So to hear, you know, another African-American male who's around my age, you know, tell about how he gets therapy and X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh shit, it makes you comfortable to want to tell your truths and tell your story. Yeah. Um. So it, I I just think that's cool to I think that was a cool episode to hear and just kind of hear how he's like you know how he's how he was dealing with it and, and what ways he's found that helps him and I thought that was cool for you guys to sit there and discuss that um and then it's like even though you you know you identify as a as being you know brown and that's what they said you're you're brown but it's like at the same time it's like now to hear your story on you know your mental health and all it's like it's not going to be the same as his. So it's cool that you got, but you find a way to connect the two stories. And I thought that was just super cool to fucking hear y'all talk and just, you know, kind of hear him open up, hear you open up and just kind of create that genuine conversation about something that's kind of swept under the rug. People don't really talk about uh, mental mental health and, 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 and how important it is to fucking um, to take care of your mental health, like in the, in the seek help. Because if you were to seek help, it's like, oh, this person needs therapy. They're crazy. 
they need they're, they're going to shrink oh my god they're you know like motherfucker i'm not schizophrenic like motherfucker I'm, i just need somebody to talk to like i need to find ways to 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 let these things out to figure out why i'm like this to be able to then get better like but as long as you keep it in you're never going to get better yeah and I mean, so Khalik's my best friend. Yeah. And so. Damn, this whole time, just for the record, I thought that I was Jabron's best friend, yeah. <laughs> but apparently not. Khalik. Hey, is. man, we got a whole life. We got right. a whole life ahead of us. And then we die. All right, <laughs> then no, we go. Die. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, uh, but I knew that already. So, yeah, I mean, like, I've seen, I've seen him from when I met him mm-hmm. to now to, to see how he's grown through the mental health process. Right. And, like, yeah, man, I feel like going to, to therapy or even... Not even like going to therapy, but like talking about, talking it, about it is like so that, important. That's a step. Yeah. That's a step. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and that was cool, like I said, to hear that, um, to hear that, you know, you, um, to, to hear him talking about his, his, his issues that he struggled with. Mm-hmm. And you never know who's listening. You might be able to then, you know, have somebody else expose their truths and want to seek help because, like, damn, I ain't never heard nobody openly say, oh, I, I have, you know, mental health issues and I, I need to seek um, help and, and you're like shit well I've never heard that so I'm not, I'm not gonna do it and you know as a black man it's cool it's crazy because it's like be strong don't cry don't, don't show emotions it's like that's that's as as we're when we're young oh don't cry be tough and it's like th- it becomes a disconnect as we get older and it's like oh why don't I cry when this happened why don't I cry why don't I show emotion I've been bred this way motherfucker my whole life right. like yeah don't cry be yeah. strong you're a man men don't cry men don't no, motherfucker, cry. Let them tears out. It makes you stronger. And so I just think that's a huge thing that just needs to keep happening. So I thought that was cool that you guys sat down and fucking um, discussed that shit. Okay, I just yeah. fucking stumbled across the fucking picture. Was this fucking you on your Instagram? Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. What the oh, fuck? Oh, that was when I lived in Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? That was 2015? Yeah. And you just gave that the, the shred life up? Well, all right, so that's another story. Like, uh... I used to, I used to be a powerlifter in yeah. college, and even a few years after college. So that mm-hmm. was after college, and so like, I'd gotten really really strong uh, for my weight class, mm-hmm. and so I was way stronger than a lot of people heavier than me. How much did you weigh? Uh, I weighed like 155. Okay, and you were way stronger than them. Yeah, so I was deadlifting for reps like 450. No way. Right? Yeah. No I'm way. <laughs> so like, uh. The problem was, was I wasn't really like taking care of my body. I was okay. just like, I was like, I just got to get fucking strong. Like, that's all heavy I cared shit, about. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up herniating and getting a bulging disc in my lower back. Mm-hmm. So now all I really care about, because I can get inflamed at any second, oh, is like just being a healthy and functional human. Yeah. So like I do more functional stuff like going mm-hmm. for runs and mm-hmm. swimming and like I lift, I lift every day, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different. It's not for strength anymore. Okay. It's not like just to get as big as fuck, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause I was looking, I'm like, God damn, yeah. what the fuck happened? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that, that was a, that seems like a crazy part of your life. Cause I mean, you got, that's a lifestyle. Like that's a whole oh, yeah. different lifestyle. Like to be able to stay dedicated to like fitness and shit. So, yeah. um, what else was interesting about your, your YouTube series that I thought was, um, that I thought was pretty cool is that like now I just seen you came back. Where did you just travel to? Was it Croatia? Where did you go? Oh no, I went to Cabo. Cabo. Uh, okay, so the past two weekends. So last weekend I went to Cabo for mm-hmm. a bachelor party okay. in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to Manitou Island, which is in Michigan. It's on the west side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, ju- I just wa- I just watched that. I just watched that one on YouTube. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I was like, it's cool to kind of see you traveling. I mean, I think you do a good job putting like videos together. And the music choices, like where even like the beats in the background, like 
Okay, this this is this doable. This beat goes with the fucking video. Some people oh, yeah. like some people put some shit. I'm like, why the fuck do you have mm-hmm. metal music to this fucking <laughs> sunset? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't I don't want to watch the sunset to some fucking metal music. It's, so it's just, anxiety. Like, it, it's yeah. Anxiety. Like, what the fuck? Um, so I mean, I just think it's cool, but I mean, to continue, what's your ultimate goal with like you know creating the, the your um. Your YouTube series, especially the the, the melancholy stories of an American brown boy. Like, what's what's your ultimate goal? Um, so I I, I made an ex- melancholy stories of American brown boy is like more so of a, an all encompassing thing now because I started writing too. Mm-hmm. Have uh, you always been like writing, or did you have writing background? Or uh, I've always loved creative writing when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I abandoned it for a really long time. Yeah, and I only just started picking it up again this year. And so I've been I've been writing a little bit more and I've been really loving the process of that. Mm-hmm. And I avoided it for a long time because I had convinced myself that I would rather make a, make a video of myself than write it, write something down mm-hmm. that I felt like, oh, if I write my feelings down or I write all this stuff down, like it's not going to help me. Right. But when I actually started doing it, I was like, fuck, like, I guess people are right. Like, I, I'm just stupid. I need to mm-hmm. I need to actually write. Mm-hmm. And. So the ultimate goal, honestly, is for me to have an outlet to do creative work Mm -hmm. that I think that everybody has a creative bone in their body and that looks different for everybody, but they need to be able to let the energy go in some creative fashion. Absolutely. And I am in love with testing out different creative avenues all the time Mm -hmm. and if I can attach the melancholy brand onto each one of those creative things, then I think that that just makes a more robust brand and also kind of, I don't know, uh, paints a bigger picture of like who I am as a person. You know what I mean? I mean, it definitely creates a stronger brand and didn't definitely creates a a consistency. You know, you have this focal point and like you said, that melancholy, you know, that, 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 that being the focal point, you know, it, it, it's consistent so it's like okay cool how can i relate to this to who jabron is how can i relate this to who jabron is and then like all of it stems back to that one point and it's like okay it's consistent that's what i was talking about jay-z like it's all consistent it makes sense like mm-hmm. you know and then there's a deeper respect in who you are because it's like okay he's laid everything across the board in different way he put it out there you know in the form of writing acting modeling um doing his youtube series whatever he's put it out there across the board and I can really figure out who Jabron is and, and why he's this way. And then some people can take something from your story and be like, okay, well, let me find my truth. Like, what what is my focal point? You know, why am I the way I am? You know, mm. so I think that I think that's important. It does create consistency and a stronger brand, a stronger you, who you are. Like, I'm not I'm not just this person who just, you know, I just write just to write or, you know, I, I put these YouTube series out just to put them out. You know, I don't you know, I don't do this just because there's a, a consistency through it all. So, I mean, I, I think that's fucking sweet, dude. And and to identify, like, okay, there's my focal point. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to find, like, a focal point. With, and, and just in life, like, shit, it's hard to find something that, that that's centered that you can just kind of draw off of and be like, okay, well, it doesn't matter. It all reverts back to who I am in that that, that center, you know? Yeah. It, take, it takes a while for people to identify that. And I think, like I said, with you, when you were in the 12th grade and you're like, okay, it goes back to okay, this is who I am, but this is not who I want to be, so I have to be this way. 
you know so i think that's i think that's very important i think to, for you to identify that it's a challenge it's a fucking challenge everybody and you're going to always have to revisit that focal point cuz you're you're changing you're learning you're growing you have other outside influences that's going to you know change everything so i think that's important you know that you just have that focal point have that foundation you know to revert back to like okay damn okay i got off track a little bit but this is what i'm doing for it. this is how i got this way you know and I think that's I think that's really important. Yeah, and I, I think it all ties. Actually, this is this is great because it goes back to what I wanted to touch on <laughs> was when you asked like, do we really die? Yeah, right. Yeah, so now like, you're talking. So like, uh, after college, when I went through that process, when I was going through that process, mm-hmm. I mean, we're always going through that process. But when I was like just starting it, yeah. there was a quote that like always motivated me. Um, you know, who Banksy is. Okay, so Banksy's a graffiti artist, uh, like world renowned. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen like graf- uh, there's like a there's like one picture of this girl on the wall, like a silhouette of a girl. She's holding a balloon. I don't know if you ever yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she's kind of looking at and it's yep. just a, okay. So that's Banksy. So Banksy had a had a quote that he wrote on a wall once, and he said, "They say you die twice. The first time is when you stop breathing." And the second time is when somebody says your name for, for the, the very last time. time. Yep. I've seen, I've, I've heard that. So when I heard that, I was like, fuck. Okay. I accept that, you know, we're you're all going to die. die Just, right? I mean, you're going to, you're yeah, going to die, gonna like die you. Right. But yeah, like, this is it. When people, when people talk about Abraham Lincoln, when people talk about Martin Luther King, when people I talk about all these dead. things, right. They're not dead. And, 200 years from now, they're not going to be dead. They're going to be talking about them. Yeah. And that and that's crazy because I literally just thought about that today. I was riding listening to Nipsey Hussle. And I was just thinking to myself. And I'm like, I listened to some of his music. And and I, and, and, and for the record, I never I always thought like Nipsey Hussle was like this um, gangster rapper who just was just rapping, just blowing smoke. And I never had the time because when I was growing up, that's just what, what it was. I never took the time to listen to his music, so I, it's crazy that it took him passing for me to actually look look deeper into who he was and kind of listen to his music. So he talked about, excuse me, he talked about, you know, that he was going to end up e- either in jail or dead, and it was just like, but the deeper message was, I just felt it like, wait a minute, is he really dead? Because if his ideas live on, if if people are still, like, if he's still motivated, if I listen to his music and he was saying, like, you know, I want to use my music to 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 you know use it for somebody else to you know for their benefit i want you to hear my music and you know find your story whatever the case may be i'm like does he really die i am i i'm never like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ever stop using his name as long as he influenced me in some type of way if i got some message from so how like you don't and and that's i agree with that because how do you die you don't die because you're still people are still talking about you you know so you hear about Tupac and Biggie, you know, you hear about Michael Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, you know, Christopher Columbus. How are these people? They, they can't be they, their, their body and their flesh is gone. But what they did and how they affected the world and you and other people, how did they die? They're not dead. You literally are influenced. You literally taught by how they lived and all that. So how did they die? Because now it trajects into who you are. And now a piece of them is a part of you. And now you take that back onto the world. So it's like. It's a cycle, baby. So we don't. That, that's how you die. When you then, like, let's say, if I, if I, if I'm the type of person who I want to motivate and influence people, if I keep doing that and making other people's lives better, 
how, how do I die? Because then what I taught them, they're going to teach somebody else, but then reference it back to where they learned it from, you know, even down to a quote to the banks, like mm-hmm. just down to a quote. So, you know, and I heard that's funny. Like when, when you, as you said the quote, I started like the end, I'm like, I yeah, remember yeah. that. So I like, I remember hearing that. And it was like, I mean, that's true. So I, I don't think you, I think that should be the ultimate goal to, to, to remain relevant. And these people, I mean, hundreds of years ago, I mean, slave, owners and slaves and you know even going back to the first fucking you know biblical references and like those people aren't dead i mean you still hear about them today you still the idealism of what they did and all that still being passed around so they're not dead so you know their body and their flesh is gone no doubt you know and i also think i think you know i think there is a spirit you do have a spirit i don't think this just boom bang and it just happened out of nowhere science a woman and a man, how they fit together, how a woman can carry a child. This is not science. Science created it. Now, there's science to break it down, to break it, to explain it. But there, there's no science that, that created us. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all evolved from monkeys. Bitch, why is it still monkeys walking around this motherfucker? Why, ain't no, why these monkeys ain't human? Why they didn't evolve? What the fuck? So it's like, no, there there is a, a higher power. I think there's... There's definitely a, a next a level. Like when you hear about the universe, I'm like maybe past the as far as the we've discovered, maybe the universe is huge. Maybe there's another planet where spirits live. I don't know, but I don't think your spirit dies. I don't think you know because when you think about personality, your body is not your personality. Your mind and and how you think and your thoughts like that that's that's deeper than your flesh. Like you know your heart, what's in your heart, and not even your physical heart. Like, that's deeper. It's not just your physical heart, yeah. So when people say, oh, what's in your heart? There's, I mean, there's blood, there's veins in your heart. But there's something deeper than that. So, no, do do we ever die? I mean, yeah, if you if if if, if you believe that you don't have a spirit, maybe. And then, like you said, the last time somebody says your name, but as long as somebody bring your name up and carry it on. And I think that's what goes back to, like, you hear even when a family member dies. You know, you always reference back to them, you know, great memories. And I'm like... Do, I mean, their body's gone. Do I feel like they're dead? No, I got this picture. I I, remember, I got memories. I got, you know, last words that they said. Not even last, just words that they told me or things that they taught me. And then I pass it on and still letting somebody else. How is that dying? They're going to pass it on and keep going. So I think... I think that's I think that's that's crazy. I'm gonna look up that guy though, the, the Banksy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna look yeah. that up. But I, like I said, I heard that quote and I didn't know. I was like, but I've heard like you know, you you physically die. But then there's also a thing where it's like um, the quote where you um there's two mo- there's two most important days in your life, um the day you're born, and then the day you find out why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like it is like. Because that's a question, like, why am I here? Like, you know, you, you, you oftentimes be like, I think, you know, you know, God or whoever you believe in, I, I was spared or I feel like I'm here for a reason. And you never find, and then when you find out, you're like, damn, you know, so I think that is important. The two most important days, you know, the day you, you were born, that's important you hear. And then the day you find out why you were born, why you were specifically born, you know, so, and I, and I think that's important. So, Do you know why? Do I, I haven't figured it out yet. I have yeah. not figured it out. Yeah. But when I do, we're going to have a conversation about it because I think that's very important. I mean, I'm only 29, but I mean, you can find out early on, but then even still, you might be like, okay, I, what you thought is the reason why you were here, you find out later. Like, damn, I was put on this earth to fucking save baby animals. I don't know. I thought right, I was put, right. you know, you don't know. I, this whole time, I, I thought I was put on this earth to be a teacher and teach people. And then later on, you're like, 
no, this is bigger than that. Like, damn, I've, I've this whole my whole life I've been, you know, an advocate for animals, and I, you know, I don't know, but you know, you you might think it was one reason, then you find out later. Like my whole life, I've been doing X, Y, and Z. Like that was my true calling this whole time, and I've ignored it because this is what I wanted to do, or this is what I this is what I wanted my purpose to be. But in reality, my real purpose was was the very thing that I was trying to negate, the thing that I didn't want it to be. Right. So right. It, you know, it's just it's just fucking crazy, you know. Um, we got pretty fucking deep, like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, but no, I mean that. I mean that's what it's about, and like like we talked about earlier, like. You you know like which which direction do you want to take the podcast? And I, it was just like I mean just a genuine fucking conversation, just something real. And I think that's what the, I mean. It turned into that like no script, no. Qu- I didn't have any previous questions. I mean I think I referenced your Instagram once, and then I mean obviously I'm drawing questions from like my curiosity from looking at your uh your YouTube series. But other than that, I wasn't like uh, hmm. Let me write out some questions, questions, questions. Like it's just fucking, it's just genuine. So yeah, I think more people relate when it's fucking you know genuine and real, and they hear. Oh yeah, Jabron. Oh yeah, he. You know, he. He. This is. This is some things that he went through, and you know, some struggles that he had. And you're like, damn. Like I never thought. When people hear your story, they're like, wow, Jabron. I never thought that. They don't know. Like, and unless they hear it somewhere, like they look at you and be like, oh yeah, Jabron's just a strong man. He never thought about X, Y, and Z. He thinks he has it all figured out. And it's like, they hear your story, and like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like I never knew that, dude. And it's like, <laughs> right. Motherfucker, yeah. So, um. I don't know. I mean, just kind of wrapping up, just just from your your overall story in 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 your life and everything. Like, if you could influence somebody um, in some way, shape, or form, what would you want them to take away from your overall, you know, journey through life? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that everybody needs to realize that life is short. Mm-hmm. That it's not worth doing things that you don't want to do you know like you should want to just do the things that you want to do you know what i mean yeah and like everybody you meet deserves respect deserves love and Mm -hmm. deserves kindness because to treat another person another way like you don't know what people have gone through right you know so you have to treat people like that yeah. You have to say please and thank you. You have to say you please have to. and thank you. <laughs> you have. I mean, I think that's just like the, the. I think that's like the basic. Like, I mean, please and thank. You. It goes a long way. It goes a long way, and it's like, or even like now, I've been doing this thing where like I'll see somebody, and it happens a lot with like older people, particularly older white people, and I'll see them, and I'll just smile. And I'll just smile, and you'll notice like nine times out of ten. You smile at somebody, it's contag- they will smile back. And they, but before you saw them, they were fucking frowning or looking shitty, you know, and you smile at them and it's like everything changes. The energy changes. It's like, oh my God, it's just a simple smile. Yeah. So just something down to, you know, please and thank you. Just the, the bare mannerisms when you were a child, it's like, it goes a long way. And I think we, a lot of times we do, we forget the foundation that, that we were built on, that we were taught. And it's like, we, we forget that and we just start living a certain type of way. And it's like, Go back to chapter one, baby. Everything you needed was in chapter one. You just tried to skip ahead. No, use everything you learned, and it'll get you through the rest of life, you yeah. know, the rest of the chapters, you know. For sure. And I think that that's important. So I like what you said, and I like that you, you're you transparent. You know, I like the trans- you're transparent, and you put your life out there, and, and, and you're, you know, the, the fact that you deal with that, you know, being a, a, a American, but from a, a society perspective, you're Middle Eastern. And it's like, no. Like, no, I'm American. Fuck you, bitch. You know, so it, it's like you got to deal with the same thing like me. Like I said, it doesn't matter if I'm in a fucking Mercedes Benz. It doesn't matter if I have $100 million. You're still black in America. I don't give a fuck about your vocabulary. 
I don't give a fuck about your education. You went to Harvard, Yale. <laughs> you weren't a suit. You're black. And that's what we have to deal with day in and day out. The white man, he's a white man and he's above all a, a, to society. That's the white man. Right. Yeah. So no. So you know, I think the I think the most I think the most dangerous person in in the world and it's just me and I'm not, you know, I'm not down in any other race thing. I think the 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 most dangerous person in the world and this is what I learned and and heard from someone else who was an Arab and he's my friend. I mean, he's he's great. He's he is fucking he tried to teach me about the fucking Muslim uh culture and I'm just <laughs> religion and I'm like that's uh, too much um is an educated black man and it's so fucking like people are threatened by it I mean being educated is already like that's already a threat like you're educated and it's like oh you're educated and you're black like because for years and years we we've been oppressed and it's like oh there's a black man there's a black man you know and even now as women oh you're oh you're a woman you're a breadwinner Oh, you make more money than the man. So now even men are getting like scared. Like I'm not used to the, the woman being a bread. It's stay at home dads. <laughs> like yeah. people, are, you know, they're out here being stay at home dad. Like so, you we're we're everything is changing, but you just gotta adapt with it. Like you know, motherfuckers. Okay, women, they able to they got their 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 rights. They're able to vote. You know, they're they're not making you know thirty cent less than the man is anymore. Like they're not doing that anymore. Like shit is changing. Like change with it. Yeah, and I 100% agree with and that. And I think that's the yeah. most important thing. You have to change with it. Like, no, we had a black president. Like, Tupac, uh, I've yet to see a black president. Now we had a black president. Now anything is fucking possible. It doesn't matter. Like, now you can do whatever. Like, we've had a black president. So it's like you just got to adapt to change. And nobody can be like, oh, my God, if a black person run the president, I mean, the world, something, you know, the world's going to end. No. Oh, if we have a woman in, in office, the world's going to end. No. Motherfucker, take what we can from that woman running the the uh the country take we care from this black man run the country take we and 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 you learn and you grow you adapt and you change you don't fucking stay stagnant you don't say oh we only want republicans running the country oh we only want uh democrats running the country i think even with Bush, i mean uh trump and i mean i'm I'm not a trump supporter but shit i mean i think we can learn something from what what he's doing and what he's saying whether it's positive or negative Mm -hmm. take it get better and keep going grow you know so I'm done with my rant. I, I didn't. I shit. I preached to the fucking choir, but um, I definitely just. I I definitely want to thank you for coming. Like I yeah. mean, because we didn't know which way the conversation was gonna go, but like I said, it was genuine. Um, yeah, you just gotta keep going. I think like there's a concept in improv mm-hmm. called yes and, and yes and mm-hmm. is when somebody brings the topic up, you never ever turn that down. If you bring up fucking toilets, we're gonna mm-hmm. fucking talk about toilets. Oh yeah, you all know? day I can do it. I can so do it. So like, yeah. like yes and is let's just let's just keep going, yeah. build on what you've just talked about, yep. and the conversation will always will always be interesting. Yeah, and there'll there there will never be a lull. Yeah, you know? and as long as you know how to do that, which you obviously do. Yeah, I think like that's awesome, and this turned out like super well. It did, yeah. I yeah. Mean, like I said, we didn't know which direction it was gonna go, but I think that was super cool, and I think you know you being very transparent, me being transparent, and 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 two different people coming coming from i guess from a society perspective two different backgrounds like motherfucker we can find that focal point and we're one in the fucking same it does not matter like you know so um that's cool um what can people find you on like social media uh okay so i just changed my instagram name i was trying to find yeah because i looked and i was like what the fuck what the fuck so yeah it's jibs dot ran (laughs) because i'm always running (laughs) and then 
And YouTube is just jibs. Jibs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, like now, well, anytime I go to YouTube to search anything, I'll just put like the Melancholy Stories or American Brown Boy. I'll just, that's how I find you. I'm just yeah. like, but then I was like, let me just put jibs. And now I finally found you. I was like, oh. But then now I'm subscribed. So if you are listening, subscribe to jibs on um, fucking YouTube. Some good shit. Some traveling shit. Some life shit. I mean, it's just a little bit of everything, and I think everybody can relate to a little. Like, it's something on his fucking YouTube series that you can fucking find and find yourself relating to. So, I think that's good. That diversity that your your page brings. It's not like you're just talking about being proud in America, or you're just talking about mental health. You're just like shit. We, you got shit where you're just traveling and, and just enjoying life, you know. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Or you, I think you and your buddy did something. I forgot what the fuck the acronym was. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, NARBS. NARBS. <laughs> I was like, no apparent reason boners. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, who the fuck? I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, so I watched it. I was like, oh shit. Okay, I like this. But it, it was when I first read it, I was like, I don't know if I want to read. I don't know if I want to watch this shit. But it was cool, you know, just sitting on the couch. You know, so I think that was cool. So um, I think anybody who's listening, I think you can find um, some way, shape, or form to relate to Jabron. Jabron. It sound like like Jabron James. Um, you can find some way, shape, or form to relate James. to Jabron James. <laughs> um, but no, definitely go check him out. Go look at his page. Um, very down to earth. Fuck earth, earth with an F. Earth, earth. He down to earth, man. Willing to fucking talk. Willing to fucking listen, and just make you feel like you fucking. I, I remember when I met him. I feel like we known each other forever. Like I, I didn't know this motherfucker from a can of paint, but it was like we hit it off, and he just we just comfortable. So I mean, reach out. Um, tell your story, listen to the story, and, and find the truth in yours. Like, um, I'm your host, Martez. Find me on Instagram, Martez underscore for show, F A S H double O. Um, keep listening, keep supporting, man. Get check on your mental health, check on your friends. They not okay. They not okay. They doing bad. Just check on them. Ask them a question or something. Do something like that. And make sure they good because some people don't want to tell their story until they hear somebody else's story. So don't be afraid to open up to them, tell them some real shit because then you might inspire them to tell their truth. Um, this knowledge under influence, I'm drinking, I don't know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking some type of fruity beer. He drank an old fashioned. Um, we chilling in the Shinola Hotel, about to get the fuck up out of here. So thanks for listening. Keep supporting, keep listening, keep loving, keep learning, keep growing. Peace. <laughs>